0: Welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hello everyone, today's interview is with Aaron Nace, who is the founder of Flurn, which is a incredible Photoshop and editing tutorial website. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to describe what it is. It's, it's kind of like a mine. If you've never used Photoshop or if you are a big Photoshop user, it honestly covers absolutely everything you could ever want to learn about Photoshop. Flern is pretty much where I learnt most of what I know about Photoshop, about retouching, and if I ever have a question about something, it's my first port of call Always. I've followed Aaron Nace for a very long time. In fact, I followed him way back when he was big on Flickr and when I was first starting out in photography. So it definitely felt like a bit of a a fangirl moment in a way. Um, I was very excited for 14 year old Olivia that she was speaking to Aaron Nace because I was I was genuinely I fascinated by his work when I was really young and I remember him launching Flurn so it's been really really cool for me to chat to him today and hear his story and hear how he got into photography and to hear what Flurn is doing these days. We talk specifically about video um, which might seem like an odd thing to talk to him about but he... Everything that he does at Fleurne is video-based. He makes videos pretty much for a living. So I felt like he was a really good person to chat to about video for that reason. He has a lot of interesting things to say about using video and why it might be important for photographers to be thinking about more video. Um, If you wait to the end of the um, episode, we also chat more about Photoshop specifically and things that um, fashion photographers need to know about Photoshop and important skills they might need to have. There is also a discount code for FLIRN. Uh, Flurn is now a membership site so you basically buy um, into the website for a year and you get access to all of their tutorials and I can't even begin to imagine how many there are on there. Um, so if you check the show notes out for the show of the podcast, if you check the show notes out, of the podcast is that does that make sense um there will be a discount code there for you i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but definitely check that out and if you want to sign up to Flurn, make sure you use my discount code because you'll get i think 10 percent off which i think is a pretty decent amount of money so i'm gonna let you listen to the interview i hope you find it interesting and i will see you next week probably for a solo show i haven't recorded it yet but it will probably be a of solo show so i will speak to you then hi aaron
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: I'm, how are you? I'm good.
1: Fantastic. It's uh, just turned winter in Chicago, apparently. It's, oh, uh... <laughs> well, it's
0: literally been nonstop rain here for the last week and it is horrible. So I, I understand the pain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I want to go out and shoot, but no. uh, I also want to stay inside.
0: Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> not for me for a while anyway. Um, I wondered if you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, my name is Aaron Nace. Uh, My background is in photography, as well as Mm -hmm. post-production. I started my career as a conceptual and fine art photographer, and then very quickly moved into education because I was posting a lot of uh, heavily edited photos and just got a bunch of requests from all around the world people asking me, how did you do this in Photoshop? How did you make these images? And I realized that there was a little bit of a opportunity there Mm -hmm. uh, to teach people, you know, all these uh, fun techniques I had learned over the years. And uh, so about uh, 2011, I founded flern.com and uh, started producing YouTube videos as well as uh, more advanced tutorials on our website. And so I guess these days I'm probably best known as an educator but i also still keep pretty busy as a photographer
0: amazing and how did you actually get into photography
1: so this was actually after graduating from university i went to university for industrial design which is like product design and after graduating i just wanted to take some time off i was like not ready to go get a job and job prospects were kind of like Uh, like not exactly what I wanted at that time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go do a little bit of traveling, come back and and see what sticks. So, uh, I packed up and went to South America for about six months. And during that time I had a little point and shoot camera and I made some friends along the way who actually had like early digital SLRs Mm -hmm. and just kind of fell in love with the whole process of photography. It's, uh, just came out of nowhere really I, I wasn't expecting it but after returning home you know showing my pictures to family and friends they were like man you should you should do that you should <laughs> just do photography uh and this was you know early days back before Instagram this was when Flickr was in its heyday I you remember know, d- yeah <laughs> so uh I said sure I'll I'll do that and I browsing around Flickr I looked at you know images that I liked and I figured I need a project that's gonna keep me really busy and something that I can use to try to get better at photography. And I stumbled upon this 365 day self-portrait project, take a self-portrait every day for a year and post it. And I thought, man, that's a perfect opportunity to you know, make sure that I'm shooting every single day and also a good opportunity to connect with the community. So I started that project and by the time the year was up i was like wow i actually feel pretty confident like i can start photographing other people now not just myself all the time so that's that's how i got my start gosh
0: it feels like all the throwbacks for me because i remember you doing that project i was (laughs) one of those people on Flickr. i was like 14 15 I was really young and that was how I got into photography was because I found Flickr and I remember following you I think I probably found you on the explore page because that was how people <laughs> got found and um I never did a 365 that's what everyone did at the time I never did one myself I just uh, could never quite commit um but yeah it's it's a crazy and to see how far you've come and i have to mention to the listeners that i remember you launching flan um i was i think yeah like we just mentioned we were talking in the intro before we started recording that i think it was probably on a facebook announcement on a facebook page back when facebook was still useful (laughs) um that you had launched this cool tutorial website. And um, I think I bought my very first retouching, like skin retouching tutorial from Flan.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. I I, I hope you enjoyed it. I did.
0: I've learned a lot from your website. And I have to say, I don't actually do that much retouching these days. I'm quite... I actually don't like editing that much. But I have learned a lot from your website and I can only vouch for it because and I do I honestly I recommend it all the time to people who are like I want to learn how to retouch I want to learn photoshop I'm like just go and learn
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so much fun you know like the over the years being able to you know shoot you know, and uh, and and make tutorials nonstop. Mm. It's been almost ten years now, yeah. and uh, yeah, we've had such a cool opportunity to not only make a bunch of content but meet people from you know all around the world and and uh, collaborate with other creatives. So yeah, it's it's an absolute blast. Amazing.
0: So I I think today we're going to be mainly chatting about video because you do a lot of video, and I feel like as photographers, especially in the commercial world, more and more clients are actually asking. For photographers to now also do video um, as well as stills. And I I personally don't do video yet. Um, I'm quite resistant to it. I, <laughs> I don't love the thought of, of doing it myself. I'm a very stills oriented person. But what are some easy ways that photographers like me could start to learn and add a bit of video to their skills?
1: Well, I think video is, you know, just it, and it can be a natural extension from photography. Uh, obviously, you know, there are certain types of photography that lend themselves better to video than others. But, you know, I find in my own personal work, for instance, you know, I'm I'm really into Instagram and I'm posting stories and things like that all the mm-hmm. time. And, uh, you know, the, the natural extension, you know, photo and video there on, you know, Instagram is like, okay, if I can tell the whole story here in a photograph, then I'll take a photo. Mm -hmm. If it, you know, if it seems like I need a video to tell the story, then a video just kind of makes sense. And uh, so cool that, you know, most modern cameras these days shoot both photos and videos. So, you know, for me, it's not something that like getting started in video doesn't have to be like this whole big thing. Like we're not Mm -hmm. making Hollywood production movies like on day one, right? Like it's like if you're going out, and shooting with someone, you know, looking at pictures of yours, you know, looks like you're shooting kind of like at a beach with a, a subject wearing like white with a scarf on. Um, beautiful photos, by the way, uh, out in Cornwall. Um, you know, taking a couple of pictures there, uh, you know, with with your, uh, with your camera and then popping it into video for maybe just a second, shooting a little bit of behind the scenes in, uh, maybe even slow motion Mm -hmm. can just add a little bit to the storytelling, um, storytelling side of things. And I think now, especially because, you know, platforms like Instagram are so, um, supportive of both photo and video, you know, having, having some stills and some video to complement it, I, I think really is, just kind of a nice way to round out content in general.
0: Mm-hmm. And how did you learn video specifically? Like, did you just literally like flip your camera into video mode and wing it? Or did you spend a lot of time researching? Like, I'd love to know.
1: Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> good <laughs> question. So, the uh, most of the video that we produce is, uh, we produce a lot of instructional content. So, yeah. the actual like videography and the lighting and things like that, yeah, I that's pretty much learned from my photography background. Like. Mm-hmm. The big difference I would say, you know, with uh, lighting in particular is, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I shoot in the studio for my still photography, I'm using strobes, yeah, uh, you know, like very bright flashes of light. Mm-hmm. And when I'm shooting video, I'm shooting with constant light. So usually like tungsten light mm-hmm. or LEDs, depending on, on what we're doing. So there's a difference in, you know, what you're gonna be using to light And then the other difference comes in the motion with the camera itself, which can be used to help tell a story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you're using a lot of camera motion or not, uh, you know, that that kind of is a skill set unto itself. But uh, yeah, I just kind of jumped in to start my primary, you know, focus with video has always been on content. Yeah. You know. I wouldn't consider myself a videographer necessarily, no. uh, although I, you know, it's kind of funny because Flurn, the our education company, you know, we are an education company for photographers and graphic artists. Like we teach photography, we teach Photoshop, we teach Lightroom, mm-hmm. but but we do that through videos.
0: I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> so we're actually a video production company mm-hmm. if you think about it, because all we make is videos. Yeah but all we teach is photography. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's really fun. Like we've kind of had to learn to do both. But I found, you know, the essence of making a good video is, is very similar to the essence of making a good photo. It's a lot of it is just planning, mm-hmm. you know, like what's going into this? Like, what's the story that we're trying to tell? Like, what is the beginning, middle and end look like? How is this going to be paced? And, you know, how are we going to structure the content? So, seems like, you know, so someone can follow along from beginning, middle to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, it really is a natural extension of, of you know, still photos. And, yeah, again, you know, it has a lot to do with what you want to get out of the video. Mm-hmm. You know, I think having, you know, a couple short little clips of video in addition to a photo shoot can be a really fun way to show either behind-the-scenes photos or, you know, just get, like, a little bit of beautiful motion out of a shoot. Um not necessarily having to like create this giant production and storyline and and spend a ton of time in the editing room. Yeah, this can be relatively simple stuff. I feel that that can add to um, a portfolio.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I want to stress as well. Like I've, I don't do much video, but any I have done, like I've just literally held my camera in my hands and filmed <laughs> something. And I think that when you when we talk about video to a lot of people. It freaks them out because all they think of is like, oh, my God, there's so much more into it and I need to plan ahead and I need to have all this gear and all this stuff. And really, you don't. It's just as simple as, like you said, flick your camera onto video mode, press record and just see what happens and learn as you go.
1: A hundred percent. And I think, you know, like the same deal with, you know, photography, like have fun (laughs) with it because video is just another way to express your own creativity. And you can do things with video that you can't do with still photos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, find your own unique voice with your video and, you know, like, yeah, just enjoy, enjoy it. You know, there's uh, no real limit to what you can do creatively with, you know, either photo or video. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say anyone looking to make that leap, uh, I do think to be, um, to be competitive in the commercial world yeah. today, is in the United States anyway. I think it is important to shoot motion. Uh, I, many clients are just expecting that from photographers these days, and if it's something you can deliver on, uh, it can make you more competitive from other people who are uh, not delivering on motion. But that doesn't mean you have to, you know, start adding it into your professional catalog immediately. This can be something you just kind of like play around with, you know, for. A few months or a few years, and then when you're ready, say like, "Okay, you know what? I'm I'm ready to give this a go. Let's let's start producing video."
0: Mm-hmm. And also, I don't think I think when people think of motion, they think of videos, but motion doesn't have to just be video, does it? It can be gifs, it can be cinemagraphs. and I bet you teach that on Flurn.
1: We do, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there you go.
1: All of the above, <laughs> most definitely. Um, yeah,
0: cinematographs are really cool.
1: They are, and they're so much fun. They're relatively easy to do. So we have both free tutorials and more advanced tutorials on cinegraphs on phlearn.com.
0: Perfect. And I, I have actually done a few GIFs myself um, because when I've often when I've done these sort of, what like we're talking about, just flipping my camera onto video mode, um, because I'm not quite in the headspace of creating a storyline for videos, I've ended up with these random little clips of my models doing something whatever it might be and they do end up becoming really nice gifts and i've had a few clients who i've sent these just little extra gifts to as a bonus they've not they've not expected them they've just been a little added extra and they've loved them they've thought they were the coolest thing they had they were not expecting it and they've used them on their instagrams and on their websites as a little just a fun little animation
1: yeah and it it is just like one more you know piece of media that you can use you yeah. know, we're we, we live in such a visual culture these days and you know I a brand is you know, really really nothing without visual imagery in in my opinion, you know you're always gonna want something that you can show people and Whether it's still or video all of these things can combine to you know, add a lot of value to both You know yourself as a photographer and your clients.
0: Yeah, and In terms of shooting videos and behind the scenes and things, um, I think that there is so much potential for photographers in particular to share more of what goes on behind the scenes. Have you got any ideas of things people could do whilst they're on a shoot and like things they could capture that clients might be interested in?
1: Yeah, so I shoot a lot of behind the scenes just like on my phone, to be honest, Mm, you know, like if it's phone versus nothing then phone every time you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that is uh just a really easy thing so I have a little tripod that I just bring with me that you know has a little attachment for my phone Mm -hmm. I just clamp my phone on there and shoot some you know shoot a couple shots Uh, and to be honest most of the time I'm just shooting this for Instagram so I'm shooting in portrait orientation on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like while I'm shooting, have this have my phone set up on a tripod and in a couple of different places and get a couple angles. This isn't something that you really need like a, a large video crew or, you know, production to do. But these little behind the scenes shots, you know, especially with Instagram, you can, you know, kind of upload a couple images or videos with a film strip. So maybe you upload your, you know, your final edit as your first photo. And then as you flip through, you can see some of the behind the scenes and actually get an idea of how the you know, how the video shoot progressed. And then you can also use those videos for stories when you uh, when you release your images.
0: Yeah, and clients love those things. They love, especially potential clients, I found they absolutely love to see how an image was taken. I have a very simple setup, like a lot of my shoots are done in a daylight studio with no extra lights, maybe a few bounce boards, but that's it. And the amount of times I've had clients or potential clients message me on Instagram being like, I can't believe you did that with just that kit or the opposite. Like seeing a really fancy setup of a set, like with loads of lights, people find that fascinating.
1: It is, you know, it's always fun to like see behind the curtain a little bit, right? <laughs> it's mm. like, okay, I see the end product that looks cool. How do I do it? Cause I feel like just looking at behind the scenes, photos and videos, it gives you a little bit of like, I could do that. You mm. know what I mean? Like, if I spent the time I got the right equipment and I, you know, I put myself in this situation, like I could totally do that myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's inspiring to people. I, I, in a weird way, I think the brain actually feels like they did it. Like, <laughs> you know, like watching a video of like, someone like making food, for instance, it almost feels like you made that food too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Not exactly, but I think the brain gets a little g- bit confused and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I, I was a part of that process, you <laughs> know, and I think so behind the scenes videos and things like that can really just pull people in.
0: Yeah. And talking about Photoshop now, because obviously that is like your forte. How did you specifically get into so much editing? Because when you did that 365 project, I know that you got really sucked into it and like really loved editing. But why was it that sort of manipulating your images in that way made you feel so excited?
1: Well, uh, I started this project out, you know, just as a personal project. There was no idea to become a photographer. This is just a passion of Mm -hmm. mine at this point. And I had relatively limited resources. You know, I was Mm -hmm. living at home with my parents at the time. I, I had a job, but you know, it was like, I, I wasn't like, I didn't have a studio. I didn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of expensive equipment. I didn't have like budgets for like big shoots and things like that. And I still wanted to create really interesting images. And I, I've always had a love for like computers and, you know, uh, like drawing and things like that. Mm -hmm. I I grew up drawing, uh, all the time. And, you know, for me, Photoshop was just like another tool that I could use, uh, you know, kind of like drawing Mm -hmm. and, So I used it just as a creative outlet to expand what I could do. You know, all of a sudden it goes from like, okay, me taking pictures in my house, you know, went from just relatively simple images to like, now I could cut myself out of a background and put me in new places and combine Mm -hmm. all these things together. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm not at my house. I'm on the top of a mountain or like flying on the wing of an airplane and, you know, (laughs) that something that i was able to accomplish in just a couple of hours um and do it every night. So i think photoshop for me was just a tool for me to be a little bit more creative and it really stuck because i was doing a lot of photoshop work and photography at the same time mm-hmm. and i think people kind of responded to it because it was stuff that you know uh, you weren't kind of seeing it that much and that's what really kind of like set my style apart, I guess, as a photographer. Yeah. And then, you know, once I kind of became known for that, I was like, cool, I'm going to run with this. You know what I mean?
0: And then in terms of fashion photography, because I feel like I'm talking to quite a Photoshop expert, what are the sort of the three main things that photographers, specifically fashion photographers, need to know how to do in Photoshop?
1: I would say... Number one is any type of exposure work in Photoshop. So mm-hmm. we teach on Flourn.com luminosity masking, which is basically a, a a technique for recovering information in your shadows, midtones, and highlights. So mm-hmm. anyone who's ever taken a picture and the sky was blown out, or you didn't see much detail in the shadows, or you know any type of detail is lost, mm-hmm. frequency separation can add uh, so much depth back into a photograph and I think it's applicable for any type of photography um you know fashion photography uh as well I think frequency separation retouching Mm -hmm. is also incredibly helpful for you know anyone shooting fashion it's a it's a very I would say it's a pretty quick and easy way once Mm -hmm. you once you get an understanding of the technique it's pretty quick and easy to you know do things like smooth out skin or Mm -hmm. you know removed distractions and um, you know, really just kind of give your images a little bit more of like a, like a painterly kind of like polished look. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would say that that's uh, kind of important. And then, you know, I don't know, are you doing much like color toning in your work?
0: Yeah, so I personally, I use Lightroom a lot. (laughs) Um, I find that's a a really nice and easy tool for me to use. I shoot a lot on film, so I try, and if I shoot digital and film on the same shoot, I, I try to match my images up as much as possible. If I need to do any skin retouching, I do all of that in Photoshop. And I tend to use a mix of frequency separation and a bit of dodge and burn and, Whatever I feel is going to work the best for the image.
1: Totally, that makes sense. I'm just curious, why do you shoot film as well as digital?
0: Um, I, from complete, this is funny. I recorded yesterday's podcast, which came out today, all about this. So um, this is very <laughs> on topic. But I, I didn't shoot film when I was younger. I, I didn't learn that. I was kind of just on the edge of the generation that missed it. Um, so I remember having it as a kid, and then digital photography became really huge when I was in my early teens so I kind of missed film entirely Um, and I've always loved the way that film looks Um, I've I found that I was constantly being drawn to particular photographers as work and then whenever I'd find out how they shot it was always on film Um, so and it's also for me it's a it's a challenge because I'm shooting a lot of film at the moment but I feel like I'm learning something new so it's almost like going back Ten years, um, twelve years ago, when I started photography and almost learning again, which is fun. I love to learn, so it's for me, it's really fun.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I've have you had any luck trying to reproduce that film look in digital?
0: No, it's it's hard. Um, I would say that I've I've been able to to an extent. I think if you're not blowing anything up, if it's just for Instagram and for like small images, you can kind of almost get away with it. But I've never been able to recreate it fully.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've been able to do it too. There's there is just a, a different quality to mm-hmm. film that digital doesn't possess. And it's it's hard to put your finger on. But I uh, I, I identify with that as well. I, th- I Shoot, I think film. it's
0: the imperfections that you just cannot get from digital images because they're so innately perfect, which is great. We need them to be most of the time. But there's something about film that somehow, at least for me, I keep making like these little happy accidents and they tend to be the images I love the most.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just adds a little bit more like reality in, yeah. in life to images.
0: Yeah, totally. So do you shoot much film?
1: You know, I go in and out, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I shoot film, but uh, I'm the, i the average, like day to day, I'm shooting pretty much, uh, primarily digital. I'll go in my little spells where I'm like, I'm gonna shoot film for a while, and then, and then I do, and then I'm like. You know, get half of my roles developed, and then I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> digital is so much easier. It uh, is, it is so much easier, and it's
0: cheaper, <laughs> and it's just more convenient for everyone. But just something about film that I'm just constantly drawn to, and more and more of my clients are like, oh, well, can you shoot on film for us? So I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's cool. That's something that, you know, they are, they can get with you that they can't get with, with other people. Yeah. So, you know, I know our conversation is on video today, but it, I think it's the same idea, right? Like yeah. being able to offer your clients something unique to you is Something that's going to keep them coming back, um, you know, time after time. And maybe for you, that's uh, that's shooting with film instead of shooting with video.
0: Exactly. And that's I think it's really there's so many photographers these days. There's so many of us. It's easier than ever to become a photographer. Um, but we need to find little things that are going to set us apart and whether that's shooting on film, shooting on video, um, you know, having images that are really heavily edited or images that are just literally shot and that's it, whatever it is, I think we need to find that something that's going to be sort of as as individual as it can be. Obviously everyone is going to overlap in some way, shape or form, but it's about knowing what's you and what you offer to people specifically.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. You know, if if a person can look at your photos and say, Hey, that's an Olivia photo. Like this is like very obvious. Um, you've got a good chance of standing out in the marketplace. Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. Um, what's next for Flurn? Have you got any big plans?
1: (laughs) We got all kinds of big plans. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) always right. Um, we are bringing on new instructors from all over the globe fantastic artists, uh, sharing their passions with, with our community. So, uh, our education platform has primarily been, you know, Photoshop and, and mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of the teaching over the years. Um, but now we're expanding our catalog and, uh, you know, really bringing other artists to work to the forefront. So, uh, it's a really, really exciting time. Can you for say that? Who? Uh, well, we've already done some, so we've, uh, we just, uh, released a tutorial with Rob Woodcocks, who's a mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. conceptual photographer. you know Rob, th- yeah. You know Rob, yeah. yeah. Um, we released a tutorial with uh, Lee Swopes, that's S-W-O-P-E-S on Instagram. She's a Chicago girl, really amazing work. Um, she does like crazy mobile editing, like compositing wow. on her phone. So uh, that tutorial was completely on her phone. And amazing. you got to check her out. Uh, she does a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, we released a tutorial with Natalia Seth, who's uh, escaping youth on Instagram. Really amazing uh, composite, you know, fine art, conceptual work mm. with her as well. And we've got a bunch more people in the lineup. So amazing. it's so much fun to to be able to like bring people in and have them have them teach their you know skill set to to our audience.
0: Amazing. That's so exciting. And do you ever do any like live events, like meetups and things like that? Uh,
1: That's definitely on the schedule for 2020. So yes, uh, my big focuses for next year are, you know, doing a lot more community focused events. Mm -hmm. We're we're an online brand, you know, so we connect with a ton of people online and it's fantastic. But I'm always yearning to meet people in person. And mm-hmm. I do wind up meeting a lot of people in person on, at, at events. But, you know, having more meetups and more in-person events, you know, just for an opportunity to connect with people is yeah. something that's going to be a big focus of ours uh, next year.
0: Amazing. And I'm pretty sure that I've got a discount code for FLERN, which I'm going to be putting into the show notes of this episode. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head right now, so it will be in the show notes. So thank you very much for offering that to everyone who's listening. Um I really do encourage everyone to go and take a look at the website. Whether you're a Photoshop pro or not, there is so much to learn on FLERN. I have learnt loads myself. So thank you Aaron for sharing all that you share. Um where can our listeners stay in touch with you and FLERN and learn more from you in future?
1: So my personal Instagram is aknaser that's a k n is nancy a c e r and that's uh my personal portfolio website is com. that's a a r o n and is nancy a c e dot com and then you can find me on flern all over the place so that's p h learn p h l e a r n We're on Instagram, Facebook, all of the social media, as well as Phlearn.com. And the cool thing about Phlearn now is we offer, you know, super advanced, awesome tutorials, Photoshop, Lightroom, Photography, and it's a subscription so you pay once a year and you get access to every single course so you can start off with just learning the basics of photoshop and go all the way into the things that we discussed today like frequency separation retouching Mm -hmm. and luminosity masking so um yeah and you've got a discount code there and that that's good for uh, a full year's subscription of learn.com at a discount That's
0: amazing. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be jumping on that because it's well worth it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much for chatting to me today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It Starts With A Click. If you enjoyed it, please come and let me know over on Instagram at Olivia Bossett, that's my handle. If you'd like to learn more about fashion photography in general, then head over to my website, it's www.oliviabossert.com I blog weekly all about fashion photography and I also have a huge free resource library, which is full of free downloads. Downloads include a pitching email course, which is a five part free email course. Um, all about pitching. There's an ebook, which is all about using Instagram and Pinterest to market your business. And there's even an email template file of how to pitch yourself. It's word for word. It's the email I use when I pitch myself to brands. So go and get that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen. And make sure that you don't miss future episodes because they're going to be amazing. I will see you next week. Bye!